Welcome back, everyone, to episode 68 of Life and Lit. We are into a new month, August, which is all like insane. But we have a whole new lineup of books this month. We have really tried to shop the shelf this month and pick books that we have on our TBR list that I know that's how I came up with ideas for this week or this month. And so I'm super excited about the books that we have picked up this week. We are tackling one that I have had forever and I saw it, a clip of a movie on TikTok and I was like, let's do it. This is the one. So this week we are going to be covering Brooklyn by Colm Tobin. I'm Sydney. And I'm Paige. And this is Life and Lit. There's a long pause because I forgot I had to introduce myself. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> You're like, yep, this is Brooklyn. And I was like, and this is Life and Lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's, it's been a hot minute, you know, on the weeks that we like, take off if we record the previous one early I feel like it's been forever since we record so we might be a little rusty (laughs) yes I'm a better setup this time though because last time I was in my car at the city park (laughs) and now I'm back in my office with my normal setup so hopefully things will be better but yeah I'm super excited (laughs) about this one this one and our next week were both books that I just had on my shelf. And I was like, hey, what about this one? Which you, yes. you know, Brooklyn, so that worked out. Yes. I saw the movie when it came out, which I have, like, the movie cover version of the book. Me too. And on the back, it, like, talks about the movie. And it came out in 2015. And that makes me feel so old. Because I could have was... sworn this came out in the past, like, four years or something. That was eight years ago. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've had this forever because I pretty sure my cousin gave it to me. She gave me a bunch of books that she had had for a book club she was in. And this was one of them. And it is the movie cover edition. So I'm like, okay, it came out after that. But I've I've had it for sure like four years probably. Yeah. I've always wanted. Yes. I'd always wanted to read it ever since I saw the movie. But I saw the movie when I was in my poor college student days, so I couldn't spend the money on the book. But it was at my local used bookstore, so I snatched it up. It's in, like, nice. perfect condition, too. So that made me happy. Love it. And I loved it. I love the movie. I love the story. Uh, it's just, like, a, a classic, you know, Ireland to America story, I feel like. I loved it. It's very it was intriguing and I feel like realistic which like there was not really an author's note so I don't know the the backstory (laughs) and the history and the research you know I love an author's note but it felt so genuine like I felt like that could be the story of anyone's grandma from an Italian neighborhood of of a city or from an Irish neighborhood of a city so I really loved that and I love Ireland so Yes. Give me a book set in Ireland and I will devour it. So yes. it was it was meant to be the perfect book for us. And it's like, I feel like it's nice and concise, you know, like there's not a lot of extra fluff. Yes. The writing style is different, which at first I yes. didn't know if I would like, but I really did because it just, you're right. There's no fluff. The story keeps moving and it, it keeps it, keeps your interest up and makes it very easy to read. So, yes. So those okay. are our initial thoughts. All positive, all good things here. I guess we can wrap it up with a summary before we dive in. So this is Brooklyn by Colm Tobin. Ailish Lacey has come of age in small town Ireland in the hard years following World War II. When an Irish priest from Brooklyn offers to sponsor Ailish in America, she decides she must go, leaving her fragile mother and her charismatic sister behind. Ailish finds work in a department store on Fulton Street, and when she least expects it, finds love. Tony, who loves the Dodgers and his big Italian family, slowly wins her over with patient charm. But just as Ailish begins to fall in love, devastating news from Ireland threatens the promise of her future. There it is. Short C. That's it. 
that is the book. <laughs> and again, I did not know. So like I hadn't seen the movie. I just like clips of it would pop up and I knew about the movie, obviously like Saoirse Ronan is amazing. Yes. So I had knew it I love her. and I'd wanted to watch it. I just never had actually done it. It's not on Netflix or whatever, but a, a clip popped up on TikTok, and I was like, this looks really good. So then I was like, let's do it for the pod. Cause I knew I had the book out there, but again, I really didn't know what it was about. Like other than it had Saoirse Ronan in it. And so it had to yeah. be good. It has to be good. And then, the movie adaptation, which we're going to discuss as well, um, is fantastic if you haven't seen it. It is such a good adaptation. And I feel like, for me, I like the adaptations that come from the books, whether they be movie or TV um, adaptations. I feel like when the book is less detailed and shorter, you get a better adaptation because they can include pretty much everything and give you the more insight and more detail to the story. Yes. Because I feel like that's what upsets a lot of people with adaptations, and myself included sometimes. I've been upset when either they don't include your favorite part or they have to take or they choose to take really big creative liberties and stretch it. Yes. But like you said, with a shorter book, there is more room to take those creative liberties and not change or alter the central story so yes that definitely helps yes so we recommend both and those are our thoughts so i guess spoiler alert here because i feel like i've forgotten to do that the last couple times um yes. if you want to go read it or watch it for yourself and then come back and listen so we will start our deep dive so Ailish is a young woman living in ireland and she lives with her mother and her older sister rose they, Rose and her have three brothers who all have moved to England and are working, um, and their father has passed away. So it's just the girls left at home. And Rose, her older sister, is kind of like, like a social debutante. She's beautiful. She has a lot of friends. She goes playing golf at the club, and she's always like, always out socializing with friends and people. She works this office job. She's a modern woman of the time. And Ailish, by contrast, does not feel that same way. She has friends. She has some really, like, two girlfriends that are mentioned throughout. Um, right. But she doesn't have the confidence as much as Rose does in the, the vibrant social life. Um, and she doesn't have a job, but she is studying to be a bookkeeper. But there's no office jobs available. So she gets offered a job at a grocery store by a woman named Miss, who is owned and run by a woman named Miss Kelly, which this cracks me up because the book starts off with Ailish just at home. And this girl comes to her front door and is like, Miss Kelly wants you down at the shop. And she's like, why? She's like, I don't know. Just show up. So she basically just call, gets called for a job interview like that she didn't really apply for she just gets yeah. summoned because miss kelly had heard that she's good with figures and good at math and thinks she'll be an and knew she needed a job i love that that's such a small town thing yes you're like oh so-and-so's kid is good with numbers like go get them you know they're gonna start yeah. working for me so she isn't thrilled at working for miss kelly because she's not had a great reputation around town, but she knows that their family needs the money and this is something that she can do. So she agrees to start working every Sunday um, there at the store. And so we get some short little vignettes of Ailish and her mother and sister and, you know, telling her all the stories of working in the shop. But Rose doesn't really love that this is what Ailish is doing. And so yeah. she secretly or unbeknownst to Ailish, um, arranges with a priest named Father Flood, who is from Ireland, but he lives in Brooklyn over in New York in the States, but he's back home visiting. She arranges for him to come over to dinner, and the whole secret plan that Rose and her mother have cooked up is that Father Flood will sponsor Ailish to move to Brooklyn, and yeah. he will ha set her up with work, get her situated at a home in a nice Irish neighborhood and she can go to America and begin the American dream. 
like living yeah. the American dream. Um, because does it like doesn't Rose have like a chronic illness that prevents her from doing it herself? I feel like she's always been kind of in poor health. Or am I totally making this up? <laughs> well, spoiler alert. This is my creative liberty. This is a spoiler alert <laughs> that we don't know about, but yes. Oh, really? We don't know about that? I thought that's okay. Oh. No, because, or if we did, it's a one sentence that I easily missed because I didn't know oh, okay. big twist, whatever. But it, I, Ailish didn't know it either. So. Oh, well, now you know. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just put a pin in that. We'll come back. Um, no, Rose just thinks that her sister does, can do better and deserves better. And of course. Won't do it for herself. Yes, and yeah. Rose feels a sense of duty to stay with her mother, like stay behind and be with her mother. She's content. She's got her good job and her bustling social life, and so she's like, "I'm I'm rooted here, but you can go." Yeah, um, and so Ailish goes. She's on the fence about it like the whole time, Scared. and this is yeah. one thing that bothers me about her as a character. Like, she kind of just lets things happen to her. She doesn't... It's true. She doesn't... That's part of the character growth, right? I don't think it... I don't think she grows out of it, though, in the course of the novel. We'll get into it. We'll talk. Okay. okay. Watch the movie, and then... <laughs> okay, maybe that's maybe that's the piece that's missing. Because in the book, up till the very end, which, again, we'll discuss. Um, so, preparations immediately begin for Ailish to immigrate to Brooklyn. She's going to be on a ship. I was about to say a cruise ship. It ain't a cruise ship, but you know, (laughs) a week long journey. She's going to leave out of Liverpool. So her sister and mother start, you know, they help her get some clothes. They get her some money saved up. They get her set up as much as they can. She goes and spends the day with one of her brothers who's living there in Liverpool while she's waiting for the ship. And then she boards the ship in third class so down in the very bottom in steerage and she has this vibrant like roommate for the passage who is just like glamorous and high style you can tell that she's been to america and she's on her way back like she was just home for a visit because she has different clothes and she just has that air about her and she tries to take Ailish under her wing and like, oh, let's go sneak into first class and see what we can see and let's go have a smoke. And Ailish says, no, I don't do that. I'm going to hang out here. And she's like, okay, suit yourself. And so the first night, Ailish is alone. She goes and eats in the dining car. She's like, I don't know what's really down here. That's weird. And she soon finds out why, because it's going to be a really rough voyage that apparently everyone but her knew about. And so she is horribly seasick for the whole mm-hmm. voyage or for the first few days of the voyage. Um, so that was a really interesting, like the description is so vibrant in the writing that you can see all, like you can see it happening. Yeah. Of her. And her, her roommate like comes back and is like, Oh honey, like, why did you eat? Don't you know not to eat like the first yeah. few days and all this. And it's very much like, well, I, kind of seeing maybe this is because I saw the movie first and I could like picture it and I knew how things were going to go but it was very much like the first kind of glimpse for Ailish to see how she could change and how she could transform in America like by going off on her own because this woman had been had once been her and been in her position so I think it was kind of like a little eye-opening I don't think she thought she would become her necessarily because she is you know, more introverted, quieter um, than this very vivacious woman. Um, but I think it was like the first gl- glimpse of what could be. Yes. And so the roommate, I was worried that she was going to be a real hack, but she turned out very sweet and like helped yeah, her. Yeah, she was great. And it was kind of the glimpse of, it felt like like you don't know what you don't know. Like, Ailish had no idea. She'd never left her village hardly she didn't right. know what to expect being on a ship. She didn't know the games you would have to play with your roommates who shared a bathroom of like 
locking each other out and making sure because that's what the roommates barred the door and locked it so that they couldn't enter because they knew that everyone would be sick and they wanted to have the bathroom to themselves and so like little things Uh, like that yeah um, that you just don't know what you don't know but she makes it to makes it to america and this girl is kind of giving her tips on like how to dress and how to look. She helps to give her a little makeup so that when she goes through the line at Ellis Island, she's like, you, you, you look like shit because you've been right. sick this whole time. Yeah. And she's like, you need to get it together or they're not going to let you in. And she's like, well, how about yeah. my papers? They're like, yeah, but if they think that you're ill, they won't let you right. in. And um, you're going to like bring sickness to America. Right. Yes. So she kind of helps her. Um, and they, they make it through and all of that. So she's basically like, good luck. I know. I was, I kind of hoped that they would like stay in touch, but then it was also like that woman like served her purpose. Like that was her moment in Ailish's life. Um, Yes. But yeah, I really liked her. Like I love the little side characters in this um, story because they're there for a very short time and you, you know, don't really remember their name, but you remember the impact that they had. Yes. And they are, they are so like descriptively written that you really like them even for the short time that they're around. So now that Ailish is in Brooklyn, she moves into a boarding house owned by an Irish woman who is from Father Flood's parish. So he's kind of arranged all of this for her. Like he found her the place to live in their little neighborhood close to the church where he um, is the priest at. And so she's at this boarding house run by a woman named Mrs. Kehoe and there's no Mr. Kehoe, which is a sore subject. And so that's why she is renting out the rooms because Mr. Kehoe left and took a bunch of their money and just up and left her one day. So she's turned their home into a boarding house for, Single women, or I mean anyone, but single women are all who's lived there. So there's um, two older women that like a little bit older women that live there. And then two younger women kind of closer to Ailish's age. And then there's a fifth one who lives in the basement. So there's a whole host of characters in here. Yes. And like the basement room is the most sought after because it has its own entrance. And, you know. It's all these single women living in a house together, but they have, like, their landlady, and she wants, like, a very proper religious household. And, you know, women in their 20s, they want to go have fun, especially, I feel like, post-World War II, it was when people really began, I don't know, to, like, be a little more liberated, especially out in public. Which I love that, like, we do a lot of historical fiction. We do a lot of World War Two, World War One, like, during the war. But I really like to see the changes after, because that was when a lot of people immigrated um, to seek a better life. Yes. Because their country was either ravaged by the war, or it just seemed like an opportune moment uh, to start a new life. So, yes. I don't know. I really love to see that. And I love to see, you know, all the women, like, a little liberated, a little more free and striking out on their own. Yes. And like you said, Mrs. Kehoe, she's a bit of a busybody and yeah. strict. <laughs> she annoyed me. Like, I never knew if I could trust her or not. Because she really takes to Ayla. She yeah. at least seems to. But I feel I always feel like she was double-timing all of them. Like, she told every girl, oh, you're my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what made her so great, you know? I know. Like, I love the little busybody characters. Like, yes. in real life, they're not my favorite, but fictional ones, they make me laugh. Yes. And so, um, Father Flood also gets her a job at a department store called Bartocci's, which is run by Ita- I think it's run by Italians. Um, and so she's working on the sales floor and she wants to be like the goal is to move up into one of the accounting offices or like payroll offices in the department store but right now she's in sales kind of helping at the counter doing all of that kind of stuff and she has a supervisor who is a very odd character um, she is miss fortini she's strict 
but she also like can show kindness i don't know she's yeah but then she's also like odd she it's just an interesting situation. i like her because i think she was trying to balance like kind of nurturing these women to have their own careers but also like trying to show that she can be the boss and like she can be in charge because you know it's like it's a balanced situation for women even now but like especially back then trying to keep their jobs keep their spot um but i just like the i just keep picturing the movie scene Um, yes you know like the department store glam i'm sure it's not as glamorous as we make it out to be but like if anyone watches the marvelous mrs mazel and she gets like the job as like the makeup counter girl i don't know they just make it seem so glamorous even though you know it's not um but i feel like i do feel like shopping was like i feel like everything it was like a social event it was an excursion and like yes in the book they got done up to go yes and i feel like we in today take it so much for granted that like consumer culture you you can pretty much buy anything you want at any time but yeah. back then it was like you only had certain outfits like you maybe had yeah. two nice outfits for going to church or going to an event or you would buy a new dress for one event and then you like that'd be yeah. your new dress for special events forever it was always so exciting like the new pattern the new silk or whatever yes and they talked yeah. about in the book um I, I guess the department store does an annual nylon sale every year and it's yes. a surprise pop-up sale. Like no one knows when it's coming. <laughs> it's a huge, huge deal. And the girls at the house are like, well, you have to tell us inside information. And English was like, I don't know anything <laughs> about this until it happens. And then, you know, it's crazy. And she buys some for the different girls at the house and tries to win their favor. And just, just things like yeah. that. Like, I guess Prime Days would be a similar, <laughs> similar right. excursion that it's like it's a once a year mega event. And you but, stock up on stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. I don't know. It's a different era. It, it does feel so much more glamorous versus like now malls are dead. Now. No cares. Like going. Yeah. But this is also the time when Ailish is adjusting like to her new life and being away from her family. And like you said, like the her manager, she's strict. She has all these rules, but she also, like, will show kindness. And, you know, Ailish will tearing up or be very sad at work. And she's kind of, like, buck up buttercup, but also, like, will, like, slip her a tissue, you know? Be like, it's okay. You've got this. Uh, you know, like, will dry her eyes for her. Be like, but go out there and don't cry in front of my customers again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of a tough love. Yeah. There's one episode, like, Ailish is doing pretty well until she gets the first few letters from home yeah, and like from her mother and from Rose and from one of her brothers. And then she is very sad and like homesick and depressed and can't shake it off like she could have before. And so you're right. Miss Fortini like calls in father flood and he's like, this is a natural part of leaving. It happens to everyone you'll get through it and it'll be easier. And he's like, I know what we just need to get you busy. So he gets her enrolled in night classes at Brooklyn college for booking because he's like, this will help you move up, get off the sales floor, work in the offices. um, And it will help take your mind off being sad. So she starts work and keeps working, starts her bookkeeping classes and she does start to feel better takes her mind off of things. And then this is around the time that the church starts hosting dances, like, yeah. um, which I love, like this was such a thing back then. And I love it. And then it also reminded yeah. me of like, we had a church in middle school yes. hosted dances. <laughs> by, the, but I, by like the police too. Cause it was like for dare, like the drug program. Oh, it was. Yeah, basically to keep kids out of trouble. And like, I just, I had they were in the about church, that yes. until reading this. And I was like, wow, that was such a like bygone thing. And I was like, Sydney, you went to church dances we every single that. weekend. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it, was, it was the same thing. In the same musty room. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure no. they don't. 
<laughs> I'm sure they do not. But, um, so Ailish is going to go. It's a big hubbub of, like, which of the girls in the house she's going to go with. Because the two younger ones, Patty and Diana, they have the, like, happy, bubbly, socialite personality. Versus the two older ones are kind of snobby I don't know they look down on the younger girls and talk bad about them and so like Ailish really wants to go with the younger girls but the older girls have invited her and so she doesn't know what to do so she goes the first time with the older girls is not having a good time and so she leaves Um, and then for the second week she pretends to be sick but on the night of the third dance so it's like once it's every Saturday Friday night Friday night I think um they have these dances. And so the third time Mrs. Kehoe asks, asks Ailish to take a new girl because um, there's a different girl in the house now yeah. that no one really likes, but it, Mrs. <laughs> Kehoe, like I said, kind of has taken a shine to Ailish and she's like, you're the most polite boarder I've ever had. And you know, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, you take this girl <laughs> and Ailish doesn't want to because she's annoying, but she agrees because she doesn't know how to say no. But right. they get to a, the dance, and this young man has, like, taken a shine to Ailish, and he asks her to dance. And so she's so desperate to get away from Dolores that she's like, yes, I'll dance with you. Also, her name is Dolores. I'm so sorry if anyone's listening is named Dolores. I know. Oh. Said that. <laughs> and so it's like, it just hit me again. It's like, of course, that's like the annoying, like, paddletail girl name, Dolores. I mean, that tracks for sure. Exactly. I'm like, I'm so sorry if any of our listeners are named Dolores. We love you, but. Don't be like this girl. But don't be this Dolores. Yes. So we find out that this young man is named Tony and he's interested in Ailish and he tells her that he was looking for her last week, but she wasn't there. And so when he saw oh. her there this week, he knew that he had to come over and talk to her. And so they dance for the whole night. And it's just so sweet. I just. I can, I can like hear your smile. <laughs> I know. It's so cute because it's this, it's like this simple. Yeah. I don't know, meeting and love. Like, it's so different from what we have today that it oh, just sounds like sweet. I was just thinking that. Like, I, I wish, I wish we could do something like that. Now it's like, if you meet somebody dancing at 2 a.m. in a dark club and you're already drunk or something. <laughs> or <laughs> <Yeah>. you're like, <laughs> been there, ladies. Um, but also, then it's like the apps. It's not like you're going to the dance hall and you might see someone who catches your eye and then it's well, like that's what I think. naturally I miss that and I wish yes. have something like that and I think about like well I mean one it was a whole different era of like uh what am I the word I'm trying to say like being a gentleman those kind of things yes but like it's so it would have been so much harder to have to go up and in person talk to the cute girl and ask her to dance and face yes. the fear of rejection versus now they just send like you up texts yeah. or messages yes. that was like really dude it's just yeah it's totally it's different so much harder and it was more on the guy which I kind of appreciate <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I still I still like that you know um I like that power there like For sure. now you have to approach me but now yes. guys are expecting us to go up to them like no no that's not how I was raised <laughs> no you need <laughs> to be a gentleman yes so they dance the entire night and he offers to walk her home because he's like well I'm gonna go that way too and on oh. the way home he admits to her that he's not Irish but he's actually Italian. And she's like, well, then why were you at this Italian dance? Because this is another fascinating thing to me is that things were so, I mean, I'm going to use the word segregated, not like by law, but they just grouped together so much, like the Irish neighborhood and the Italian neighborhood. Well, you're like, yeah, you're finding your home away from home. Yes. So it was most like this dance was being thrown by an Irish Catholic church and for the people of the church, like there were not, there was not a lot of Italians or other people there. So she's like, well, yeah, you don't really have the accent. 
And she's like, well, why did you come? And he said, I just like Irish girls, which I thought was so (laughs) cute. Yeah, Tony is very, uh, I don't know. What am I trying to say? He's very endearing. Yes. And he is just like sweet. He's very eager. He's funny. He like tries to make her laugh. He's unafraid to like be himself. Yes. Or like make a fool of himself to get her. Which is a quality I admire. He doesn't doesn't try to appear cool. No, like some of the other guy, yeah, the other guys yeah. in the club or the not the club, the dance, or whatever. So yeah, so they make plans to. He asks if he can collect her for the dance the next week, which I also just think is so cute. I'm like, we just don't talk like this anymore. We don't we just loved no. it. It's so much better. And so he asks if he can take her for the dance next week, and they'll go to dinner before. And she says yes. So this kind of starts off the progression of their relationship. And slowly but surely, they start dating. And they're really totally opposite because Ailish is very reserved. She's really, like, self-conscious, which I understand. It would be so hard to be oh, yeah. completely new country, I, like, out I of your own like Yeah. Yes. And so here's Tony, this eager, like, happy-to-be-himself kind of guy. So they really like pair well together and I love that he wasn't turned off by her shyness like he just rolled with it and would get her to open up in small ways or like not be thrown off when she like wasn't as bubbly and excited as him um I really loved that yeah so they have a lot of cute little you know scenes of their romance he'll take her to the movies on saturday he starts walking her to and from her classes at the college and yeah alish starts writing letters and she tells her sister rose about him but she doesn't want to tell her mother which right like sister gossip she alish is self-conscious to tell her sister that tony is a plumber though because she thinks that rose will think that that's not good enough right Um, but Tony comes from a big Italian family. Like, he's a plumber. One of his brothers is an electrician. One of them's a, like, welder or construction worker. So they, like, they're all in the trades, and they can, like, they can almost solve any problem amongst themselves. Yeah. Love that. That is so underrated. Yes. And um, Father Flood, the priest, he even likes Tony. Like, everyone just kind of. Everyone loves Tony. Yeah, he's so good. And so she gets scared, though, as one does. It happens because Tony is so enamored with her. And he says, I love you. And he's making all these plans. He's talking about how their kids are going to be Dodgers fans. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm I can here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So at first she just doesn't respond. Which I was like, oh, the poor little guy. <laughs> but, I just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna be silent. Cause like, what do you say to that? Yeah, which I did. So the, one of the clips I saw on TikTok was of after this moment of like he says, "I love you." She doesn't say anything back, and so she's worried because it's like the next night she's going to class and she's like, I don't know if he's going to come pick me up and walk me home like he has this whole time. I don't know what to say to him. It's so awkward. Which also sidebar cracks me up that like you just didn't know like you had vague plans I know yeah they showed up they did and if they didn't you're just like okay whatever not it's not like today where you're like hey are you coming or you can like yeah or if something happens yeah you can't send a text or call them and be like hey I actually can't make it something came up it's just like yeah I hope they're there (laughs) yeah so she's like anxious this whole day waiting to see if he's gonna show up and he does because he's so sweet and so they're walking home and she's like okay I have to tell you something and he's like okay and she's like I just has this whole big awkward spiel of like I was really scared and I'm not sure but I think I do love you and if you said it to me again I would say it back and he just lets out this big like grin he's like that's not how I thought this conversation was going (laughs) it's so cute because he doesn't like he doesn't get mad or like we said, try to push her. He just takes it at her own speed and like yeah. waits for her to get there. So 
he's not a Dane who breaks up with her because she didn't say I love you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As it should be. So there's a whole scene too where like he goes, she he invites her over to supper to meet his big Italian family, and he's like, You gotta watch out for my youngest brother. Like, there's no telling what he's gonna say to you. Yeah, I like his little brother. And like there's a whole scene like with the girls in the boarding house where they like teach her how to properly eat spaghetti because like yeah, well that curves like she can't. Also funny because he asks her, he's like, well, do you like Italian food? And she's like, well, I've never had Italian food. And that just blew my mind because in yeah. America, like, today's America, you can get any cultural kind of food you want. And yeah. I'm like, but back then, why would she be an Italian food? Like she lived in Ireland her whole life. She probably yeah. never did that. She lived in an Irish boarding home. Yeah. So just the little history things like that, I really loved. Yeah. Um, they go to Coney Island together. Yeah, they yeah. go to a a Dodgers like, game. Yeah, it's just so sweet. I'm like picturing the little montage. It makes me want to watch the movie again. Honestly, I know. It's one of my favorite scenes from the movie. It makes me cry every time. Like when she's getting more involved with the church and like adjusting to like in America, she like volunteers at I think like a holiday dinner. Oh yeah. Something. Um, the church, Christmas so supper. Yes. Yeah, the Christmas yeah. supper. So she's helping serve and do all this stuff. And then, like, as, like, a thank you for the meal, um, one guy, like, gets up and starts to sing, like, this Irish ballad. It's, like, acapella. And, like, the whole hall falls quiet to listen to him. And you can, like, see on their faces, like, they're all thinking of home. And, you know, she cries. Everyone has, like, tears in their eyes. That was just, like, a very powerful yeah the whole scene in the movie makes me cry every time like watch the movie just for that sorry i just like completely forgot about that like i cannot talk about my favorite scene yeah for sure like they're building this new life and and it's exciting but that seems a reminder of everything that they left behind yeah Mm, that would be so hard yeah well, it gets worse and harder <laughs> because, like we said, uh, Ailish is coming into her second year at the bookkeeping college at Brooklyn College. Um, she's passed her first year exams. Everything's going great. And she is at work one day at the department store and Father Flood comes in and he starts having this pretty serious conversation with Miss um, Fortini, the supervisor. And... Ailish could tell that something's up. And then Miss Fortini comes in and is like, you need to go upstairs. Father Flood wants to meet with you. And she's like, well, what's this about? She's like, just go upstairs and meet with them. And he tells her that he got word from Ireland that Rose, her older sister, has died in her sleep. And so Ailish is devastated. I was like, not devastated, but I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not where I thought we were going with this no I didn't see it coming at all so Father Flood has arranged for her English to call home which also blew my mind that it had to be like special ordered for her to be able to call her mom on the telephone and when she's talking with her her mom explains that Rose had had a heart condition that she kept secret so that's where we get into like Rose knew that she was chronically ill but she didn't yeah. tell Ailish um, about it. So Ailish is devastated. She can't go home for the funeral because they're, the funeral is going to be like the next day and it's a week long voyage. So that's really hard. Like I yeah. can't even imagine feeling like you couldn't be there with your family for a time like that. Right. So the date, like, it's so sweet how they all take care of her. Like the girls in the boarding house, they say, if you ever need to talk, just knock on my door. Miss Fortini is like, you can come to work, but if you need to take time off or if you get here and you can't handle it, like you're free to leave whenever you want. Tony is so sweet. His mom checks in on her. Everybody just rallies around her and you can see like the community and the family that she's built here, but she keeps feeling like I need to go home and see my mother. Um, and so she arranges 
um, for to get like she talks to Father Flood and he arranges to help her get a month off of work so that she can leave. And it's through this process that we kind of glossed over this, but at some point the bottom girl in the house had moved out. And Mrs. Kehoe gave Ailish the room downstairs, the like coveted room downstairs right. with its own entrance it's and it's and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other girls are like, no, she gave you that because there's a draft down there and none of us wanted to take it, but she, so she <laughs> had to it. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever you have to tell yourself. Yeah. Which we only mentioned because while Ailish is upset and Tony is comforting her and helping her, she sneaks him in to her basement room for an overnight stay, which is strictly against the rules. Yes, scandalous. Yes, and they do a little hanky-panky, which is also strictly against the rules, especially in that time period. It's so awkward because she, like, to me it's just so awkward because they, like, even then didn't always know what to expect. No, she had no idea. We're going to do something. I don't know what it is. It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the Barbie clip. <laughs> the no. Barbie movie clip where it's like Barbie and Ken and he was like, so I was thinking like, if you're my girlfriend, like you could sleep over tonight. And she's like, okay. I'm like, and do what? And then he just like looks at her like, and he's like, you know what? I'm not actually sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like that. It was like that for the girls. <laughs> yes. The guys figure it out on their own, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they figure it out, and they think they're being all sneaky, but the rest of the house also figures it out, and Mrs. Yeah. Kehoe is not happy. Yeah. But um, to try to, like, mend things over, Ailish goes to visit Father Flood and, like, scope out if Miss Kehoe has told him anything, and they both act like nothing's happened and fine, and so he arranges to give her a month off of work so that she can go back to Ireland and visit her mother. And so Ailish tells Tony that she's going to Ireland, and he is very nervous about it, and he asks her to marry him before she leaves. And she's like, well, do you... Not, like, you think I won't come back? I promise I will. And he's like, well, if you you can promise that, like, why can't you just marry me? And so Ailish agrees, and they have this small, private, like, courthouse ceremony. Mm -hmm. He's like, you don't even have to tell anybody. We'll just do it for us, and then you can go visit, and when you come back, we'll have a big proper wedding. And But you know he was nervous. You know he was like, maybe there's, like, a better chance come back it's like yeah which we'll get into yes and no one knew but like kind of his family knew because they had this big nice supper for her before she left and they like pulled out i love how they like took her in i do too they had such a good family and she loved it too she's like this is the big family that you know i love it Yeah. yeah that was missing from her life after her brothers all scattered um so they go through with it, they get married, and then she leaves to go to Ireland. And she's it's a week over there. She's going to be there for two weeks and then a week back. So she's going to be gone a month. And so she goes to Ireland, doesn't tell her mother or anyone that she's secretly gotten married. Because she really just wants to focus on, like, being present with her mom. Right. And I don't love her mother but I was trying to cut her some slack yeah, because she was having she a really bad favorite. time. Yeah. But she's very, like, controlling. Obviously, she's grief-stricken, but she basically tries to, like, schedule out every minute of Ailish's trip of, like, packing up Rose's room and writing thank you cards from the funeral and, like, all these different things, which I think partly irks me, too, because, like, I know what it's like to go home and want to do so many things and see so many people. And it's, like, really hard to it schedule. Is. And if you have someone who's trying to, like, schedule out every second you're there and not let you do the things you want to do, like, I would be very frustrated. Right. And I so. think it was, like, a way – because didn't she even, like, schedule it out past, like, when Ailish was supposed to leave? Yes, because one of Ailish's hometown friends, Nancy, um, she run, like, meets up with her and tells she tells her that she's getting married. 
And she's like, I'm so glad you'll be here for the wedding. And Alicia's like, no, I won't. She's like, oh, well, your mother RSVP'd for both of you. And yeah. that was after she was supposed to leave. So Alicia's like, well, I guess I can reschedule my trip. And this is where I get frustrated with Alicia because, like, she doesn't really ever stand up for herself. She just kind of lets yeah. things happen. And, like, well, she, like, started to in America, but, like, she had her own life. She started to make her own decisions. But I feel like when she went back home, she kind of reverted right back into that, which it is, like, it is hard, you know, as you leave home and you start to discover, like, who you are as a person to go back and be that person and not, and, you know, I think some people do, like, a double take, and it is yeah. hard to not, it's easy to revert back into that person, and I think that's yes. exactly what she did. And it's probably the part of, like, you need that comfort after you've had the traumatic experience of like your sister yeah. dying and being gone so long. So like, I get it. And she doesn't want to rock the boat after, yeah, what they've been through. Yes. But then her mother does a little bit of the guilt trip of like, I'm going to be all alone because the boys mm-hmm. are in England. And, you know, before, after your father died, I had you and the boys and then the boys left, but I still had you and Rose. And then you left and I still had Rose, but now I have no one. And oh, so like, <laughs> I know it is sad, but I'm just like, you're guilt tripping your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and she this is, whole time, Alicia's yeah. like, well, I have to go back. Like, I'm married. I have a life over there. I can't stay here. But she doesn't tell her mom that. And like, her mom arranges for her to start working while she's home because mm-hmm. at the at this office that Rose worked in because they're like well they need a really good bookkeeper and can't you just help out for a day well then that turns into going in every day and and oh they'll make yeah. you a permanent position and like little things like that that Alish would never outright say no to right and similar vibes to her friend Nancy who's her old childhood friend, the one who's getting married. She's getting married to a boy that they had met before Ailish left. So they had gone to a dance all together before Ailish ever left Ireland. And Nancy had her eye on this boy, George, and they started dancing at this one dance, met up, sparks fly. Now here we are two years later, they're getting married. And George has a friend, Jim, who... Ailish had briefly talked to at that very first dance years ago and was very put off by like he was not very pleasant he wasn't going out of his way to like show interest in her yeah he was kind of like the Mr. Darcy (laughs) yes yes he was standoffish (laughs) and you know not did not make a good first impression well now Ailish is back and she has this American air and she's tanned and she's got these beautiful clothes and everyone in town just says there's something different about you 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 know right that's really appealing to everyone and so now jim is interested in alish again and so nancy invites alish out onto a beach outing that's supposed to be nancy um george alish and then one of their other girlfriends but when alish shows up it's nancy george and jim going to the beach and so she's like yeah she's like okay I don't like this guy but as the beach day goes on he kind of she realizes he's she's different he's different he you know they have a nice pleasant day it it's all friendly and innocent at first Mm -hmm. but then the four of them start becoming like a little foursome and they go like double date essentially together and at first I was like it's fine you know she's it's just a social gathering whatever you can flirt you can dance with someone okay but they cross the line of course and they kiss one night after a dance and meanwhile like tony's been writing to her this whole time and she reads the letters and she's like oh i need to write him back and at first she does and then she gets to where she's like I, i'm not even reading the letters but i promise like i'll read it when i get home and i'll write to him that night and then three days go by and she hasn't that written it yeah and she, text messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she starts to get caught up in this life here in ireland and she's like you know seeing how easily she could slip back into this old life and even like her mom is making comments and people around town are making comments of like oh you and Jim look so good together and 
his parents, you know, he owns this bar in town and his parents have moved out to the country. So he's got this house to himself and really trying to set the scene and like encourage her to stay home. Right. And I think, so it's hard, like this part obviously did not like her feeding on Tony because he is an angel and he does not deserve that. But to me, it was more highlighting like the two very different lives that she could choose for herself and which one was she going to go with? You know, nobody knew that she and Tony were married. So in theory, she could move back to Ireland and have nobody find out and nobody know. And she could, you know, she's still this new woman. She's like in her eyes of like more exciting version of herself. And she could very easily go back to her hometown and her friends and her family and have this very nice, like, very successful guy or she could leave her family and friends all over again and go to the life that she built for herself in America and like I can I can like sort of relate to that and it's like it is like very easy to decide to go back home like the harder decision is to stay away and like to continue to build your own life elsewhere so I feel like the appeal for her to be like not, I'm not condoning the cheating. I don't like it. I didn't like that part. But I see, like, I think what the author was trying to do and, like, which way is she going to go? Which life is she going to choose? Yeah. Then, like, I understand. And I, and, like, I got that that was the device. It was the cheating that made me upset. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I guess I just felt like I would have respected, I would have empathized with that choice a lot more. And, yeah. like, for sure respected her more if it if it was just the casual flirting of like oh wow this guy's really successful like this could be a different life not especially because she knew like the first outing they had she was like really careful not to get in the water with him or like not to be overly flirty because she was like well i wouldn't you know what if tony was doing this to some girl back home like i'd be upset and then it just started trickling and getting worse and then i was like oh yeah. And so, like, this, what the wedding, Nancy and George, George's wedding comes and goes, and she still doesn't buy a return ticket home. Like, that's why she extended her trip, but she's put it off in the future. And I was stressing. I was stressing about this. I, I know. You were like, am I going to like the ending? And it's like, I think because so. I was depending on what like, you want to happen. <laughs> we were getting like 15 pages from the end, and I was like, I don't yeah. know what's about to happen here because she, in her, like, in her inner monologue, she's like, I wonder how hard it would be to get a divorce or yeah you know all this stuff and I was like oh my gosh I just fit this whole book loving Tony and I want her to yeah. come back yeah not I that, get that I mean it's not that Jim it's not like one was a bad guy you know it just right you know and I do you I get to know Tony more that's yeah better. you get the choice and all of that um but it all kind of comes to a head because while she's back home Miss Kelly, the old shop owner that she had originally worked for, kind of does her same thing of like, well, come in and visit with me. Well, she doesn't really want to do it because no one likes Mrs. Kelly, Miss Kelly. But um, she does because she's been summoned. And Miss Kelly tells her that Mrs. Kehoe is actually her cousin. Mm-hmm. And they talk on the phone twice a year, even though it's very expensive. But this is something they do. And Mrs. Kehoe told her about all about Ailish when she first moved in. And she's told her all about this boy that's come calling and that she thinks they've been up to something scandalous. And she kind of implies that she know you know, she knows about Tony, she knows what they've done. She might know that they've right. gotten married. And so now Ailish is very worried that Miss Kelly is going to tell Mrs. Kehoe that she's been running around town with Jim and that the word is going to get back to Tony. So this is the impetus that finally gets her set up where she, after this encounter, she leaves the grocery store, um, goes to the ticket office. She buys her ticket back to Brooklyn. She was supposed to go out the luck of the draw the ship leaves in like two days and so she books it for a friday departure it's like wednesday and she was supposed to see jim that friday and 
So she finally does break down and tell her mom because this whole time her mom has been planting the seed of like, you should stay, you can be with this guy. And so she finally goes home and tells her like, I have to go back to Brooklyn because I'm married. And her mother takes it pretty well. Like she doesn't freak out or anything. She just says, you're right. You have to go back to your husband. She's not overly mad, which I was surprised about because this whole time, like wrote or, Ailish had told Rose in her letters about her, about Tony and her boyfriend, but she hadn't told her mom. But she's like, maybe mm-hmm. my mom found Rose's letters or any of this. But um, her mom just says, yeah, you have to go back. Like, you need to pack your stuff and, and we're going to say goodbye now because I can't, I can't bear to say goodbye to you again, which I thought was so yeah. sad. Oh, it is. So she spends the next day packing and getting ready. And then she gets a card collector they make a stop by Jim's house and she like writes him a little note and tells him the whole thing and like apologizes for leaving and drops it in his mail slot. And then she takes the cab and goes back to the boat and goes back to Brooklyn. So I was happy about that. Yeah. But yeah, I like in the, in the movie, you know, like you see the scene where Jim is reading the letter that she left him. um, And then it flashes to her on the boat and, you know, it's now her turn. Like I said, it's like that young woman who helped her on the boat. She is now that person because she sees, you know, a girl a couple years younger than her. And she immediately turns to her. She's like, this is super boyish. She's all tearful and nervous. She's like, don't eat anything. Um, lock the bathroom, lock the other girls out of the bathroom and then negotiate time because otherwise they're going to lock you out when everyone starts to get seasick. And she like gives her all these tips because now she's the expert. She's been there. She's been to America. Um, so I'd love Which to I see love. that more confident because, version of her. And that wasn't in the book. Like the book literally ends with her driving in the cab. So she's I do tip. love, yeah. Yeah. I you love that. Do- reimagination. Yes. And then the very, like, so this is, like, what I'm talking about with when you have such a concise, short book, you can go into greater detail in the movie without taking anything away. Because the closing scene of the movie, it's Tony, he's, like, leaving work, and he's talking to a friend, and he, like, looks across the street, and there's Ailish with her suitcase, and he just gives uh. a big old grin on his face. And he runs across the street to her and they, you know, have a reunion and that's what the movie ends. That makes me so happy yeah. because at the end I was like, but I need more of them. And but Tony. you need and more that's Tony. Like, yeah. I need more Tony. So. And I'm like, that's a notebook moment. Like when she comes back in the car with her suitcases and he looks down at her. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. Classic. So I think I like the movie ending more than the book just because you do get that closure of like them yes. being reunited and they're very excited to be together and you can like picture the life that they're going to start building together so and this yeah. was such a simple like it was a very simple I don't want to say simple in a bad way but like sweet and endearing story like it's not there's not any one major big thing. It's not like a war story or a major conflict. It's just like a life story. It is. It's like a day in life. Just like you're following her through her life. Yes. But I really connected with characters. Like I would love a little short story of like Tony's time in America while Ailish is gone. Like was he being true to her or was he dancing with other girls at the dances and like that kind of stuff. I think he was being true to her. I think he was too. In my heart, he is. But I also thought Ailish would be true to him, and I was wrong. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, maybe it's all a lie and a scam. But I also loved, like, there was one scene when she's in Ireland and going out with Nancy and George and Jim at the beach where a stranger, like, is taking their pictures of them. And there's someone takes a picture of her and Jim, like, with his arm around her, kind of cuddled up. And she... Like, when she's getting ready to leave, she's like, I don't know what to do with these pictures. But she puts them face down in her suitcase. And I would love a, like, yeah. sequel. 50 years later, her grandkids are cleaning out her closet after she's passed away. And they find this picture of her and this other man. And they're like, what? What happened? What's going on? Like, I could just see. That is the kind of stuff that, like, you find an old picture. And you have no idea what it's about. But it's like. Yeah. 
you know, you had this whole other life that your family doesn't know about or before maybe your spouse doesn't even know about. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting premise and a very human story. Yes. I loved it. I, I love the book. I love the movie. This makes me Read want to watch the and movie watch for both. sure. Yes. Oh my gosh, you absolutely have to. And you have to let me know because Tony yeah. is just as like charming and endearing Ugh. on the screen. And the they costumes. Cho- they casted it perfectly. Yes, and the costume. Oh, I love it. Good. Oh, I'm excited. So that's our this take. Is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you you reached out about it because I read it probably a year or so ago now. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. It's yeah. perfect for the pod. Like I said, I've had it on my shelf forever. We were trying to figure out things to do. And I really am trying to like make a point to read, to shop the shelf, as I said. Like mark yes. things off my TBR list because I love to buy books. So I'm like, you got to read them. So I'm glad that that was one that, yeah, I finally sat down and read it. And it's so good. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for our other picks too. This was a good one to start off with for August. Yes, me too. Absolutely. So, thank you all for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you've read this book or you've watched this movie, if you loved it as much as we did, be sure to leave us some comments. You can find us on Instagram at Life and Lit Pod. You can send us an email at lifeandlitpod at gmail.com. And as always, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to so that the episodes will download straight to your phone and you can see what we are up to. Um, And we'll be back next with another great pick. Yes, another immigration story. (laughs) Yes, and another like period piece. Yes. Which we do a lot of those, so that should not be a surprise. Yeah, that's not a surprise. We love a period piece, so. Yes. But until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.